If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of July 16, 2023. The podcast that's a government-free zone. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's planectomize the news of the bogus. The SEC's unwarranted persecution of Library has ended badly for Library, so much that they'll be completely winding down as a company. The SEC successfully prosecuted Library for selling unregistered securities, even though there's no way the Library token, LBC, passes the Howey test. As we covered, For seven years, the SEC refused to answer basic questions Library had about how it was a security and how they could operate legally, even offering to burn all the LBC they've made. And in case you're wondering why they couldn't just register as a security, the answer is because there's absolutely no way for a crypto company to do so. They wouldn't even say if Library users trading their own LBC counted as a security. And the judge in the case completely sidestepped the issue and didn't entertain the major questions doctrine. So much for the courts offering clarity. Despite the fact that they got the judge to knock back the $22 million fine down to just 111000 back in May, this was still too much for Library to bear. They tweeted, The final judgment in SEC versus Library is out. In accordance with the court's order and our promises, we expect to spend the next several months winding Library Inc. down entirely. As to what happens to Library from here, well, that's up to you. Library is open source, so hopefully someone in the community will take it over. This is just more of what we've seen from the SEC from the start, which has gotten much worse during the Biden administration. It's a running theme with them, as we've covered not only the SEC, but the FBI, ATF, and others have just been redefining words and even Supreme Court tests like the Howey test to just do whatever they want, even though constitutionally those changes can only be made by Congress. Library CEO Jeremy Kaufman tweeted, All I've ever wanted to do is follow the law. No one at the SEC, nor the federal judge himself, can tell me what the law allows and doesn't allow. I'd respect the American government if it had a rule of law. It does not, so I don't and won't respect it, nor will I apologize. The judge in the case, Paul Barbadoro, had complained, quote, At no point has Library acknowledged the unlawfulness of the conduct, when the unlawfulness has never been explained! He even declined to rule on whether LBC was a security and acknowledged there was no fraud in what Library was doing. And he also refused to say whether or not Odyssey was protected from an injunction resulting from the order. It's past the point where it's possible for any U.S.-based crypto company to continue operating. And if you think I'm wrong about that, stick around for the next story. If you're looking for a way to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand ads, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to follow the link to odyssey.com to listen to the podcast and see all of my YouTube videos as well. 
Just watching videos will produce cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. And since Odyssey is always monetized and never censored, you'll have no problem seeing all the videos from your favorite creators. You can also use the library credits you created Odyssey to tip creators and even purchase paid content. Earn library credits through various rewards, including daily view rewards and the number of shares and invites. And you can interact with creators in all sorts of ways, including like and dislike, comment, boost a post by supporting it, repost it, and share to other sites, all while earning crypto for the creator. Easily monetize yourself and your favorite creators using cryptocurrency without advertising. Use the link below to visit this channel on odyssey.com and see many of your other favorites there as well. This is probably the most heartbreaking crypto story I've ever had to cover. Ionia, the company behind Dash Direct, and which offered its backend to CakePay and other crypto apps, was the best way to spend crypto out in the real world. When you got the total at the register, you just put in the amount, and it instantly converts the appropriate amount of Dash to a gift card you just scan at the register. And as of the 15th, they've completely shut down operations. This, of course, comes as the SEC continues to go after Coinbase, Binance, and other crypto companies that aren't FBX. Ionia CEO Marshall Greenwald wrote on the Dash Discord, quote, it is with a heavy heart that I share this update today. Due to the uncertainty under United States law as to the use of cryptocurrency for commercial and personal purposes and the recent dramatically increased pressures brought on by United States regulators and law enforcement, we at Ionia Inc. have decided to exit the cryptocurrency space as of July 15, 2023. We hope that you appreciate the fact that we have successfully followed all the known rules regarding the use of cryptocurrency heretofore and are confident that the products we offered were fully compliant. Notwithstanding the foregoing, the current regulatory environment includes the placing of tactical pressure even on those following the rules, like us, and we simply do not have the resources to withstand this kind of onslaught. This will require a major change to the regulatory and enforcement environment in the U.S. We will continue to hope for this future. The real problems are from new actions from the U.S. government, which make it impossible for us to support crypto clients. I'm devastated by this outcome. Here is one such change that has caused major issues and will continue to do so. We had multiple banks state unequivocally that they cannot work with us if we have any clients or vendors who have anything whatsoever to do with crypto due to this. He linked to the Federal Reserve Board, FDIC, and Office of the Comptroller of the Currency's Joint Third-Party Risk Management Guidance. It was posted to the website of multinational law firm Morrison & Forrester LLP, which is mofo.com. No, I don't know if they realize it or not. He also linked to a blog post from risk management think tank Venminder regarding third and fourth party risks. Basically, if regulators play the Kevin Bacon game and link you to a crypto company, you're in trouble. Quote, This means that Ionia and our clients are all viewed as high risk if Ionia has one client who is in crypto. Multiple banks walked back their approvals after this final rule was published. One canceled our program the day it was scheduled for final testing and subsequent launch, Visa Rewards Global. This is one example. 
many other actions that occurred, many on the same day that the SEC filed against Coinbase and Binance, are not public. There is an all-out attack against crypto-related financial products by multiple enforcement agencies and regulators. This is why we need to decentralize everything. When you're doing absolutely nothing wrong, but regulators still make the market so hostile and uncertain that banks and financial partners won't do business with you, you're no longer living in the land of the free. Greenwald did say they were looking for another company to pick up their patents and IP behind the service. And yes, he clarified they'll be outside the U.S. Which is how it's just gonna have to be, at least until this psychotic, out-of-control administration is finally out of power. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Given everything that's happened over the last few years, it's probably no surprise that confidence in higher education is at an all-time low. According to Gallup, those with a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in higher education has declined 21 points since 2015, down to just 36%. Declines were seen in all demographic groups, with, unsurprisingly, the sharpest decline among Republicans, who went from 56% in 2015 to just 19% in 2023. In fact, the only group with a majority was Democrats with 59%, but even this was a 9-point decline since 2015. Independents were the only group that weren't in the majority in 2015, with 48%. That's now dropped to 32%. In other demographics, it was most highly favored by those with college degrees. Isn't that like saying communism is most highly favored by commies? Among women, confidence dropped from 61% in 2015 to 39% in 2023. For men, it dropped from 52% to 33%. Confidence is still highest among young people, but dropped from 60 to 42% among 18 to 34, from 55 to 39% among 35 to 54, and from 55% down to 31% among those 55 and older. Gallup didn't ask them why, but they did in 2017, when Democrats complained about the cost and Republicans complained about colleges not allowing students to think for themselves. It's all just a part of declining support for American institutions in general. Higher education was fourth behind small businesses, the military, and the police. 
Right behind higher education was the medical system with just 34% having a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in it. The lowest ranking institution was Congress with just 8%, right behind TV news with 14%. Like all the others, maybe the reason higher education is losing support is because they've lost sight of their core mission, which is to educate people in ways that will launch their careers and advance the progress of knowledge, not engage in cult-like indoctrination of ideologies and narratives that don't seem to comport with reality. They were supposed to push back the boundaries. Now, they are the boundaries. Maybe we should just go back to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Do you have children? Or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling? Or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-aged children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to conjugate this week's biggest boganumeter. And this week it goes to the news media for once again exposing that they're nothing more than mouthpieces for the sociopaths in Washington. This has to do with Ray Epps, the instigator of the January 6th riots as seen in multiple videos. After briefly being on the FBI's most wanted list for being one of the Capitol rioters on January 6th, 2021, he was soon removed and... Oddly, everyone in the FBI and otherwise involved with the January 6th case pretended not to know who he even is. The quite legitimate question everyone's been asking is, why was he not given the same treatment as other J6 defendants, given that he's on video doing exactly what they did, and in most cases, even more? The news media just has to deflect from all of that, so they dismissed it all as a right-wing conspiracy theory. No answer for how they can do that when it's all on video. The only exception was Fox News, and in particular Tucker Carlson, who showed the videos and kept insisting that the government answer these very questions. So now, Ray Epps has come out of the woodwork to sue Fox News for defamation. Funny thing about that... Truth is a defense, so that's not a way to get these videos and all the other evidence to go away. Of course, if you're sued, you get discovery and can make the plaintiff turn over all sorts of stuff relevant to the case. I wonder if Epps has thought of that. Most of the lawsuit is one of the biggest victim narratives you've ever heard, with Epps complaining that he got mean tweets and emails, and even that he's been, quote, living in hiding. He's living in hiding because he's avoiding subpoenas. 
multiple criminal defendants have attempted to subpoena him for their defense, and process servers can't locate him, and judges refuse to allow other measures such as process by publication. He's having these problems not because of what Fox News did, but because of what he did. He's even blaming Fox News and Tucker Carlson for the fact that the DOJ is now going to charge him criminally for January 6th, and not the fact that he did far more on that day than people who are serving years in prison. But hey, it's hard to blame Epps for that since he's just looking out for his own self-interest. It's good that they were able to flush him out at last. No, this is about the news media, who's suddenly singing a different tune when it comes to Ray Epps regarding the nature of the January 6th Capitol building occupation. I mean, now that they can no longer deny his very existence. Gone are phrases like insurrection and overthrowing democracy and seditious conspiracy. Now, all of a sudden, when Epps is involved, their protests, according to NBC, Rolling Stone, and Bloomberg, demonstrations, according to the New York Times, and WAPO used the phrase pro-Trump rallies. Whereas grandmas who just walked through the Capitol and engaged in no violence or vandalism at all were insurrectionists. And the leader of this seditious conspiracy was a guy in a funny costume who was escorted by Capitol Police, didn't go anywhere they said was prohibited, said a prayer to them, and left when they said he had to. Does anyone really not understand why we have questions? Of course, as Jack Posobiec tweeted, Don't worry, it will be back to an insurrection when Trump gets charged for seditious conspiracy by the Biden DOJ before the end of the year. You heard it here first. Can the hypocrisy possibly be any more blatant? How could it be that anyone other than the news media could be this week's biggest bogan emitter? I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmoo, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmoo dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's supplicate this week's Idiot Extraordinary! There are times when I wish I had something much stronger than idiot extraordinaire to give to the most depraved depths of human excrement. For more than 20 years, I've been saying who the big company to worry about on the internet is. When everyone started worrying about Google because everyone was putting in their search queries, and they were saying this would allow Google to spy on everything we do, 
I was more worried about Cisco. And while the fears about Google ended up being well-founded, the fact is, you can choose another search engine. But no matter what you do on the internet, that traffic is going over routers, and 90% of those routers are Cisco. If they wanted to, they could bring the internet to its knees. Now, according to a California lawsuit, Cisco has been facilitating the Chinese government's persecution, which includes violence and torture, of the Falun Gong. Cisco allegedly supplied technological assistance to the CCP to build a vast surveillance network capable of identifying and tracking Falun Gong practitioners and facilitate their arrest and torture, which the CCP calls Du Zheng. I know, it sounds like douching. That's putting it mildly. Understand, the CCP did not put pressure on them until they caved. Apparently, Cisco, completely on their own initiative, went to them and basically said, Hey, we'll help you track down the Falun Gong so you can torture them. Although the lower court dismissed the case, the California Federal Appellate Court found the plaintiff's allegations were supported well enough to let the case proceed. Quote, We conclude that plaintiff's allegations, accepted as true, are sufficient to state a plausible claim that Cisco provided essential technical assistance to the Dujing of Falun Gong with awareness that the international law violations of torture, arbitrary detention, disappearance, and extrajudicial killing were substantially likely to take place. The appellate court ruled that the actions taken on U.S. soil constitute aiding and abetting the abuses. Plaintiff's attorney Terry Marsh, who is also executive director of the Human Rights Law Foundation, said, quote, The message is clear. U.S. companies and their executive officers cannot further human rights abuses in China with impunity. They must be held accountable. They will be held accountable. Much of the information comes from Cisco's marketing materials found on Chinese websites. Apparently, they were so eager for the CCP's business, they marketed themselves specifically to target and facilitate the oppression of dissidents. They even provided skill training and technical training to Chinese agents so they could master the techniques to track down the Falun Gong. They even developed integrated circuits and, quote, intentionally incorporated the Falun Gong-specific signatures into security software upgrades at regular intervals to ensure Falun Gong activities and individuals were identified, blocked, tracked, and suppressed. Torquemada's mouth would water if he saw that. The 13 plaintiffs, including one U.S. citizen, were identified via the technology and suffered months to years of detention and torture. The judge wrote, the physical torture the plaintiffs endured in detention and while imprisoned in forced labor camps included beatings with steel rods and shocking with electric batons, sleep deprivation, being forced to sit or stand for prolonged periods of time in painful positions, and violent force-feeding. The decision was made by a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit. Cisco could petition for an 11-judge on bonk panel to review it, but it doesn't seem likely they would succeed. So it looks like the case is going forward. That means plaintiffs can demand discovery from Cisco and start deposing its executives. If the information we have so far is what they were doing openly, what were they doing behind the scenes? So all of that makes Cisco this week's... Idiot Extraordinary! 
Well, that wraps up this You Have Broken the Siegfried Oath, You Must Die edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to support and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from L. Neal Smith. You can discover everything you need to know about a people or their culture simply from their attitude toward torture. Any group or nation with a policy that encourages or even tolerates torture is worse than any evil it claims to be fighting. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial and Derivatives 4.0 International License.